3: Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Today's trivia theme is NFL running back since we are getting into NFL season right around the corner. And in our next segment, we're going to introduce our guest who's been on our show before, Emmy Award television and radio sportscaster, Jim Cosenberg. And uh, let's see, when we come back, also want to talk a little bit about Anthony Davis signing a pretty large contract with the Lakers. Uh, Want to get your guys feeling on the climate protesters disrupting Andy Murray's tennis match. Uh, um, Russell liked this one about uh, Vince McMahon's house being raided. And uh, MMA fighter Stephen Thompson still has not been paid. Uh, We'll talk about what's going on with him. And uh, let's see. Russell, any last uh, few words before we cut to our first commercial break here?
1: No, it's our pr- privilege to have uh, former Sacramento Kings voice, uh, uh, Cosmore, on our show. And, and maybe he can tell us what his thoughts are, are about uh, how the Kings will do next season, which okay. is only really about a month away.
3: Coming up pretty soon here. All right. This segment of Sports Ecom 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments currently yielding over 7%, secured by real estate. By the way, no investors ever lost money. And, of course, no – what do they say? Uh, Past results are not an indication of future, but close enough. All right? Uh, Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Ecom 101. Don't touch that dial because when we come back, we're going to reintroduce our special guest, Jim Cosmer.
4: View Hotel and Spa in lovely Calistoga is turning back rates to a time when staying in Napa Valley was more affordable. Throughout the summer, you can book direct and apply our 15% True Blue discount and lounge by the pool, treat yourself to a spa experience, or watch a classic movie at sunset. All for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. Call 707-942-6877 or book online at MountViewHotel.com using discount code TRUB. Offer good through September 30th, 2023. That's MountViewHotel.com using discount code TRUB to take advantage of our 15% True Blue discount and stay for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. That's MountviewHotel.com. Are you looking
2: for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Hanf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal
3: balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA,
0: backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile
2: upsets of the stock market. You, too, can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 926 4444 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com.
0: Six Friends. One outrageous idea, and a chance to make their dreams come true. Transcendence Theatre Company invites you to go The Full Monty, Broadway's hit musical comedy. July 28th through August 20th at Beltane Ranch in Sonoma Valley. You'll see why an evening at Transcendence is the best night ever. The Full Monty in wine country. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org.
5: Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415 454 4300 or go to MountainMikeSanRafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415 454 4300 or go to MountainMikeSanRafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sports Econ
3: 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman. Russell, why don't you introduce our special guest today?
1: Yeah, he's my favorite radio show host with a Z in his last name. Um, (laughs) a a man who uh, uh, used to cover the Kings for KHDK out in Sacramento, and uh, uh, it only took him bailing on the team for the team to finally find a way to make it into the playoffs. Yeah.
3: But don't worry, Jim, yeah. we, don't, we don't blame you for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, <laughs> I know.
3: In fact, it if, if, you were, if you were in town, I know you're in Tennessee right now, but if you were in town, uh, Russell and I are going to be doing the um, Joe Morgan um, Memorial oh, Celebrity
0: Golf Tournament. A great, great tournament. I've played in that tournament on a few occasions. That's a great, great tournament with a great group of people and a wonderful cause. And, and uh, Joe was such a wonderful human being and did so much for the Bay Area.
3: Yeah, and unfortunately, Vita died this year, so uh, we're going to be yeah. Oh,
0: that was a, that was a stunner, yeah. just a heartbreaker, right there too. You know,
3: and it's funny because I, I, I was looking at like his baseball card, and you know, he's all serious and all this stuff, and then now, you yeah. know, last year, let's say he was in his seventies, and he's just just a calm, nice guy. I think age does that to yeah. us, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you know, just a wonderful I, I think- guy. Well, I think right. Vita Blue may have told a million stories to people, and I think he died with a million that he didn't even get to tell everybody.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, Russell. That's a really good point. He was a wonderful human being, great guy to work with when I was over at NBC Sports Bay Area in California. We did a lot of Giants pre- and post-game shows together. And there are times when you sit there, you're in the green room watching the game, and you kind of look over and you go – I'm sitting next to Vita Blue watching a baseball game and he's telling yeah. me to, and you don't like verbalize it, but the little kid in you comes out. And I'm like, I remember watching that guy pitch when I was a little kid. And now I'm watching games with him and he's calling me by my name. So it, that was one of the great joys of my career. And he was a wonderful human being.
3: Well, it's so funny because when Russell and I have done the, this golf tournament, I've, I've had to kind of, yeah, I'm going to tease Russell a little bit now. I said, Russell, okay, don't get starstruck. You know because it's like we had Rick Berry and uh, some you know, yep. and, and Vida and all this, and uh, you know, a lot, a lot of famous people, and uh, and so of course, Russell still had to say, Rick, you were my favorite player, <laughs> you know? yeah. but I tell you, you know, it was so fun. You was- know what,
0: Rick likes hearing that look, Rick, Rick, yes. Rick, Rick, I would have loved hearing that, so you did a good thing, Russell. Okay, I know. <laughs> he's still a little well, salty,
1: been-
3: you know, but well, I tell you, you
1: know, the one thing that Rick Berry likes more. Than, uh, than being on the radio or being interviewed is golf. And so the one thing you can't come between Rick and his golf, he, we, you know, as we were in between holes, he was like, it's nice to be on the air, but I, I, I got to hit this ball. So he you know, was in and out pretty quickly.
3: Yeah. And also fishing and honey. But I tell you, my, my favorite one was when uh, we, when I had Joe Morgan, this was before Russell joined the show, I had uh, Joe Morgan and bite blue uh, like on the t- at the table we we're doing the we we're basically we we're doing the this show from the golf tournament right and of course we you know we're talking about the 72 world series and and it, i tell you all oh, the, the banter back and forth and you know mine is just nice and easy going you know because they won the world series you could tell joe had still just a little bit of frustration you know it's like yep. no wait a minute you go couple more games we we're, would we're beat you guys you know
0: yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, there's always a the competitiveness those guys have they, they maintain yeah. it all throughout their careers and beyond their careers even sure. when they talk to one another in another uh, circumstance they remember and they can probably go over their at bats together and say oh, it was two and one and he threw me a slider low and away and i'm telling you these guys have memories that are steel traps
3: yeah.
1: Speaking of uh, speaking of the A's, what did you guys think about uh, the fifth inning when you could hear all the fans shouting "Sell the team, sell the <laughs> team" on on yeah. Sunday's game?
0: Yeah, I, my opinion on that is, and I will tell you, it, may, it might only be able to happen in the Bay Area uh, to get to really to get Giants and A's fans to do it together, to get the multitude of A's fans to do it, no matter what. They have the reverse boycott. Um, that's really a Bay Area-centric thing. And I think it's beautiful that they've all come together and, and they've made their statement and they're making their voices heard. Um, I do think it's unique. Uh, it, it is a different way to see a game. I know there are a lot of frustrated fan bases out there. The Athletics fan base is probably in the, in the number one slot as far as frustration goes. Uh, they've done a good job to organize. It's sad that they're moving uh, but I continue to admire the fact that they're not giving up so good for them.
3: Yeah, the A's, it's so strange. They just could never draw the crowds. I mean, maybe back in the early 70s and all that. But, uh, you know. Well, wait a minute.
0: If you go back to the late 80s, guys, you go back to the late 80s with the Dave Stewart team. Oh, yeah, Ken
3: Seiko. Uh, yeah, Ricky Henderson.
0: Uh Ken Seiko. I mean, they're getting 40000 They were drawing $3 million Sure. A year, if I'm not mistaken, I know it was two million. I might, I might be up a million off. Now that's a lot to be off on. But they were doing two million easy, uh, and, and there was a love for that team. I remember living in the Bay Area at the time, and I would take Bart to the ball game. I remember distinctly it was a Monday night, and I took Bart down to the ballpark from the. So I was living in the city, went in because I was going to watch Dave Stewart against Roger Clemens oh, on the hill, and the Red Sox are in town. It was a fantastic night. The ballpark was packed. I'm in the third deck way up top. Uh, so they used to get those crowds. But really, in the last 15 years, even when they were playoff teams, it was sparse at best. And the best crowds were when they played the Giants, and most of the ballpark was filled with orange.
3: Giants, yeah. And that's the thing is, is you know, you'd think that with a playoff team, you know, there'd be more excitement. Mm-hmm. But it just
0: – Yeah. there is was pacing. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because the, it's fans really,
1: knew, it's... The, the fans knew that if they were going to root for these guys, that, that maybe a year later they'd all be playing for the Yankees or Boston or the yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. So you're it, right. It, it, why get excited about a team that you know is going to be immediately dismantled as soon as their contracts come due? Well, well I was, yeah. I felt if you could, and you can carry it
0: over the giants on this when the giants, uh, hired Farhan Zaidi you remember what his he came from the A's system of that making sure you make wise deals you don't overspend on anybody when they get to be too good you move them sure he went to the Dodgers and did some different things with a different pocketbook but I was always wondering if he was going to have nondescript guys who were really good and he found them because he's a really smart guy who has a great algorithm who can find great guys that if he was going to have a bunch of nondescript guys who ended up being competitive and a winning team, but we wouldn't see him uh, for more than three or four years before they were moved on. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's played out, uh, but the, do they have the superstar name? Does it, does, do the giants have the superstar name that's uh, Buster Posey like any longer?
3: No, because some of those guys like Brandon Crawford. some of these guys are getting to the end of their careers.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's good that they're keeping him. But Remember, Brandon Crawford's a Bay Area guy, so yeah. you might give them a hometown discount in order to stay around. But I'll be intrigued if the Giants get into the uh, Shohei Otani Derby because they certainly have the money to do it, hmm. and it would be nice to see them go out and add a monster piece. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're willing to spend fifty to $60 million a year on a guy, um, that'd be we the were guy with to pull guys- up for
1: We were with Judge and we were with Correa, but we always seem to be used as a middleman to get more money for players. You know, players tend to use us as the sounding board to say, if you don't, you know, pay me enough money, I'll go to the Giants. And by by the time negotiations are over, they wind up with their original team and not coming over to San Francisco. And, you know, we haven't really landed a massive free agent probably since Melanson. Yeah, that, and I remember... When Bobby
0: Evans was the general manager and the Giants kept coming in second in free agent derbies, they, they'd be in the hunt, they're pitching on guys, they come in second. They came in second. Who was the pitcher that they thought they, they had the press release written and he ended up signing with Arizona? So then the Giants went out and got Quato and Samarja.
1: Who's cranky. the pitcher? Granky. Is that Granky? Was does yes, it? and
0: yes. then he
1: ended up with Arizona.
0: Maybe
3: it was. Yeah. Great, hey, guys, he was the guy they were going to. We have to. We have to yeah. cut to our break here. Uh, all right. Okay. okay. Go running backs. Okay, I've got uh, the first question is going to be fairly easy. The next two are going to be a little harder. The 1972 Miami Dolphins went a perfect 14 and 0. They not only had two running backs and Larry. I don't know why it was really Larry Zonka. I didn't think it was a fullback, but anyway, uh, Larry Zonka and Mercury Morris each 1,000 yard rushing. Uh, but another running back who rushed for 500 plus yards. Who was the third running back? All right. That one's, that one, that that one's the easy one, right? that of course. That's easy. That's easy, yeah. Especially for us, us older for guys, guys are. All right, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's so, an older guy. Stay with us, 4tecom 101, we'll be right back.
5: Do you own an annuity?
3: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown along with Jim Cosimer and Russell Jackson. Uh, 1972 Miami Dolphins, perfect season, 14-0. Uh, they not only had two running backs in Larry Zonka and Mercury Morris, each with 1,000 yards, but another running back who rushed for 500 yards. Who was the third running back?
1: Russell, Wait. you want to kick that one in? I have, I, I could only think of Mercury Morris. And no, there. he
3: was, he's giving me a hint.
1: I'm giving you a real good, I'm going to give you a real good hint. You want to give that
0: one a, you want to take a kick at that one? <laughs> I say, Russell,
3: Russell, you got to kick, kick this around a bit.
0: Okay. i kick this still, around. I'm, still <laughs> I'm, lost. I'm still, I have a loss. All right, running. Jim, go ahead and
3: tell them who it was.
0: Good old number 21, Jim Kick. Jim Kick. With two eyes. Two eyes. With two eyes. Okay. Jim Kick rushed for over 500. And do you know who the quarterback was on that team? Bob Greasy. And do you know who the number one receiver was on that team? Warfield. Yes, Paul Warfield, good old oh. number 42. Yeah, uh, Why uh, is it that we remember the starting uh, skill position guys on the 1972s? Uh, I Miami know. And,
3: and, what did they, uh, and who was the uh, – I think it was the middle linebacker. For the Nick
0: Bonacani. Nick Bonacani and
3: what and what are they number call?
0: 53 if I'm not mistaken? 53. Yeah, you know, what?
3: 53 or 55, I can't remember, probably 53. Yeah, maybe okay. And uh, who is uh, who, who is on the uh, front line, uh, you know, on defense who was considered like one of the strongest men in the NFL? Oh, that one
0: you uh, got me on that number 75. Give me the, yeah, number, number 75
3: the Manny Fernandez. And do you remember? Oh,
0: that's a good one. And what did
3: yeah. they? What did they used to call their uh, defense? Hmm. The no-name defense. Yeah. Nobody ever knew who they were. That was a well, no-name I, defense. I,
0: I see, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clearly, I, uh, I was giving you that just in my my uh, response, my facial response on that one. And everyone remembers the kicker, right? On that team, Gary, Garo
3: Yopreni. Garo Gary, who uh, tried did to did he a, roll
0: cigars? Or did he make ties? What did he do? Was he a cigar roller, or he made ties? He had another skill outside of kicking. It was either tie making or cigar making. I forget. I don't what
3: remember it. That, that one. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I just still remember against Washington in the Super Bowl, he, he tried to kick it and he tried to throw it right handed because he was yeah. left handed and just very silly. Uh, in fact, that was I think that was the only the only score that Washington had was because yes, of that.
5: <laughs> it was intercepted, pick six.
3: All right. So I want to ask you guys, this is kind of a, it's it's only due to sports because it happened there. So climate protesters disrupt Andy Murray's tennis match. Now, I got a question for you guys. How do you feel about people showing up at your work and disrupting it for their own agenda?
0: Uh, I'll start with that. I think it stinks. <laughs> I, I understand that the, the climate um, group has a concern. You go for it. But I, I think you're doing your service a dis. Uh, you're 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 doing yourself a disservice because you're not going to get a lot of these people to. They're not going to listen to your message. They're just going to say, "Listen, we came here to get away from all exactly. the distraction of real life to watch a couple of professional athletes ply their trade," and you're disrupting that. I, I think that um, as much as I understand their concerns, I don't think that's the proper venue to do it.
3: I mean, they could like if they wanted to. Let's say if they because I understand they want to like get a big crowd. You know, if you want to protest outside the stadium, assuming that it's legal to do that, that yep. country, okay, then you know that's one thing. But but don't, yeah. throw, You know, because the thing is, it's not not only the fans who are paying, but the sports players. I mean, that's their profession. In fact, it reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where uh, Kramer's uh, date just laughs like crazy and throws him off. And uh, and then he says, well, how would you like if I showed up at your work and, you know, hassled you? Right. And, and he does not yeah. So, uh, what, hey, Russell, uh, what are your feelings on all that?
1: Yeah, well, um, uh, you know, we've been seeing uh, since 2020 a lot of terrible behavior by people in public. Since they've come back out of isolation, and they seem to have like completely forgotten how to act at all. I mean, I was just reading um, the other uh, in in the uh, on SFGate today about how many people are acting like total idiots at the Barbie movie that are coming into the Barbie movie and either being totally drunk and getting in fights with people or really? they won't.
3: I didn't hear That's any
1: ridiculous. of that. Seriously? That's ridiculous. I- I mean, yeah, no, they, they, there was a guy, actually, I, I hate to sidetrack it so much, but he was yes. nude inside the sitting in the first row of, of the Barbie movie.
3: I, I, okay, I'm trying to understand, like, what specifically about the Barbie movie, does that have to, to do with any of these sort of oddities? I mean, I, I understand it's kind of a silly movie, you know, because of Barbie and all that, uh, but someone, someone, someone actually told me, they Actually, it was a little bit of a tear jerk. I, I haven't seen it yet. but um, <laughs> they said they actually enjoyed it. That's, I just saw no it on spoiler. Sunday. Oh, you did? Yeah. What do you
1: think? Um, I think it's less of a comedy and more about it's more of a philosophical statement about about women's roles. I actually oh, huh. was surprised that it was uh it's more of a serious movie. If you look at it the way that you are in, if you look at it on the surface, it's just a simple comedy. But if you look deeper, you can see where they have some significant messages. And I absolutely love the set design. Uh, The set design was amazing. The world they created for the Barbie world itself is one of the most amazing visual things that you'll see on, you know. Listen, anything
3: with Margot
1: Robbie in it, I wanna see. Well, they even even point out.
3: Margot Robbie yeah. at one
1: point in time, it says, she's like, Oh, I feel so unattractive. And Helen Marin, who's the narrator says, um, uh, uh, editor's note. Um, if you're going to do the scene, don't have Margot Robbie yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's
0: very true. I, I will tell you this though on the social commentary part, I have three daughters who are teenagers, two 17 year olds and a 19 year old and all three of them, when they saw the film at the end, Took pictures of themselves and they went separately and they all were crying. Uh, that's why
3: right. again. That's why I heard. I yeah. heard it's a little bit of a tearjerker. So don't 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 ruin it for yeah. me because I, I definitely no
0: spoilers no spoilers. no spoilers. no spoilers. That's <laughs> it. I'll tell you though. For the young ladies, I think it's a very moving film. Okay. Very good. All right. A and, for, and for dads because there's some things in there that.
4: That
3: yes. dads,
1: I think, also could pick up on. could pick up on. Could pick up I on agree, it. too. I think Yeah, you've got a daughter, so you'll you'll relate, Edward, when you see it. I think you will. Yeah. Okay. I,
3: I appreciate that. Uh, uh, listen, I'll tell you, when my daughter was three years old, she found a little uh, material, like a veil type thing, and she had this white nightgown on it, because that's what she used to wear. And she put this little veil thing on, and she goes, look, Daddy, I'm a bride. And I just said, oh, that's a... And I literally started crying because I realized, oh, my God, she really is going to be a bride someday like that. Um, Okay, so so, um, staying on the uh, on the topic of the soft Barbie thing, we're going to move on to MMA fighting. Um, Okay, so Stephen Thompson, uh, apparently he has still not been paid. And apparently the situation was that his opponent did not make weight. He was three pounds over. And Thompson just opted not to fight. Kind of reminds me of that movie with uh, Wahlberg and Christian Bale. Uh, so, what do you think of a situation like that? I mean, it's it's not really fair to Thompson to make him fight somebody who's out of the weight class. But and if but if he if he chose to fight, then everything's fine. He would you know get paid. But apparently, he's not getting paid yet on that.
0: Well, Russell, you're a lawyer and yes. this comes down to us. This really is a story of sports law and how the contract is written. Um, do agree. you only get paid if you perform the fight or do you get paid if you are prepared to fight and your opponent hasn't? Should you be penalized or are there clauses that say, hey, if your opponent doesn't fight, you can either fight a secondary fighter or take lesser of a salary?
1: I, I don't know, Russell, but you Jim, be the best another, a, another big factor. Is is he getting any percentage of the gate? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know that's always a yeah. big part of yeah. everything. Yeah. Is is yeah. if if you don't have a gate, then what percentage can you get? If nobody comes in, you're supposed to get twenty percent of the gate or something. Then yeah. you well, know you, you won't get anything. If yeah, it's but,
3: not- but, but but wait a minute though. It, it, I'm guessing that that wasn't the only fight on the ticket,
1: right? I, I but if that's the one, I don't know. You know, you're supposed to get a certain amount based on like if you're the headliner, you know, it's and people, if they know that you aren't there, they may not show up. So it's almost impossible to to calculate. But a lot of contracts have what's called a force majeure or, you know, Uh a good contract that's written should have. Contingency saying if your opponent doesn't show up, if your opponent, you know, defaults, you know, I would be I'd be stunned considering how much was at stake here if they didn't have if some attorney didn't really fine tooth comb it and make some kind of contingency if because in the end, it's not that guy's fault. No, I can't say that, 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 you know, he he shouldn't be compelled to fight somebody that doesn't meet the qualifications. Yes of of the of the uh roles of the sport so that he shouldn't have been forced to fight that fight and there has to be some contingency in there like you know if the guy is in a car accident on the way over you know sure. to the uh to to the arena right. and can't fight or or you know is in another fighter you know we've seen athletes go and wash their cars or drive motor scooters or stuff yeah. like that and get hurt <laughs> And and, and and usually at that point, you'd, you'd say, okay, or if there may be some substitution thing that's involved as well, then he would true. have had to fight an alternative fighter. I don't know any of that stuff, so I can't really comment on that. But that's often a typical thing is that if the guy doesn't make weight, then the second, the number two contender, that's, you know, would that's, that's a good point. Okay.
3: Hey, hey, guys, we're going to get to our second uh, commercial break trivia question here. <clears throat> Talking NFL running backs. All right now Russell hates it when I I ask these hard older questions oh okay.
1: my god in
3: the year 1625 in football. yes no that's kidding okay uh, from 1972 to 1976 OJ Simpson won four rushing titles which running back prevented Simpson from winning five consecutive at that time and this was his only rushing title, this, this one guy,
1: All right? Um, That's uh, our uh, trivia uh,
3: question. Hold uh, well, yeah. on, stay yeah, with yeah. us. Fortecom 101, we'll be right back.
1: Sail the San Francisco Bay aboard a luxury tall ship with a professional
5: captain and crew. The Schooner Free to Be offers a variety of sailing options for the general public on a weekly basis from February to November. All sails depart from lovely downtown Sausalito, just steps away from Sausalito's famous restaurants and the ferry landing. On board, you'll find plenty of seating on deck and a cash bar stocked with local craft beers, wines, and non-alcoholic beverages. Bring a friend and see all the San Francisco Bay has to offer on the Schooner Free to Be. www.schoonerfreetobe.com Or call 415-331-0444.
2: Gym Guys, number one in-home personal training. comes to you with a plan, equipment, and a certified coach. Visit GymGuys.com today. That's Guys with a Z. GymGuys.com. Gym Guys is proud to be the first in-home mobile personal training and fitness franchise company. As the leader of in-home personal training, we're redefining physical fitness by bringing the workout to you when and where it's convenient for you. Professional and certified trainers bring the instruction, the equipment, and they ensure every workout is customized for you, depending on your fitness level and specific goals. The first session is a complimentary assessment designed to help you establish fitness goals and develop a fitness program specific for you. Following, we offer a yoga or personal training session to people who call in mentioning that they heard this offer on the Best of Investing radio show. Call Gym Guys now at one 855 gym That's Gym Guys with a Z. Let them know you heard about the special offer on this show. Call one 855 gym Guys.
0: Are you looking for something special to do with your family this summer? Look no further. Bring your loved ones to Alcatraz Island and explore the rich history of this iconic landmark. And here's a special offer. Book your family tour today and get a discounted family pack price, which includes two adults and two kids. Don't miss out on this amazing experience. Visit AlcatrazCityCruises.com to purchase your tickets before they sell out. That's AlcatrazCityCruises.com.
5: Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today.
3: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman and our special guest, Jim Cosimer. Uh, Second trivia question from 1972 to 1976. O.J. Simpson won four rushing titles. Which running back prevented Simpson from winning five consecutive at that time? Uh, And this one by by winning his only rushing title. Gale Sayers? Uh, no, he had retired by then.
1: Oh, I think I think he
3: retired by then. Sorry, he this is a tough one. Yeah,
0: uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint, but I don't think this is going to help. And, he and re- I don't think I don't think Walter Payton was in the league yet. He had no, won no, that that's over too early. Play, no, uh, okay,
3: 1974 was the year, and it was mm. he played for the Broncos. It's a it's uh, tough. Floyd. Well, Floyd Little. Floyd no, Little. that's, not, that's a, No, I think he, I think he played just. That's before. a different era. Different era. Yeah. Now, Otis on Arm- Otis Armstrong. That's a tough really? One.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I. That's a tough. In fact, one. I, I, one. I, I. I'm the only Otis I can think of is Otis Anderson from, Anderson, uh, yeah. from the Giants. I agree, the
3: Giants. But no, yep. Otis Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, d- don't worry, Russell. The next question is going to be even harder. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, Jim, um, you're not even sixty years old, and you're retired. Correct. Okay. So if I had your money, I'd throw mine away. All right. So, <laughs> no, that's not I'm it. I'm
0: just, I, I live very cheaply. That's how I do oh, it.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because there's so much money in radio, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So uh, tell,
3: just keep up, keep us up to date. What, what's, uh, what's going on in the life of Jim Cosmer?
0: So, you know what? I, I was blessed. I had a really wonderful run. Uh, my career spanned over 30 years. Um, I did, Radio and television for the bulk of that. The, the the back half of my career was more television related. Uh, I ended up working for NBC Sports, in which I did six Olympic games, um, a Paralympic game. Uh, I won three Emmys through NBC Sports when I was uh, in San Francisco. Um, I I was I'll tell you I, I was so lucky, so blessed. I I I was the regional host for a Super Bowl a World Series, an NBA Finals, a Stanley Cup Finals, and a U.S. Open Golf. Remember, that was at the Olympic Club. I think it was 2010 or so, right in that general range. Um, so I really had a chance to sit and do a lot of things. And so now that um, I'm retired, I'm not yet 60, so I'm still active and doing things. I uh, play a ton of pickleball. Um, and I just have fun. I do the th- You know what? When you work in our profession, you miss a lot of things. You work a lot of holidays. You, I was out of town for a number of Christmas days. Um, I missed birthdays. I missed all three of my daughter's first steps Aww. because I was traveling or somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. it's those things that you miss. Well, now that I'm still active enough and my daughters are still young enough, um, I want to be present. And I want to be <laughs> yeah. there for their senior year. Yeah. And yeah, I was, sure. I was, I'm there for their senior year of high school. I'm there from, to take my daughter to college for her sophomore year now. Um, and so that's really what I'm, I'm focused on, being a better husband and a better dad and, and not miss the things that I, I did in the past. because That might have caused some issues yeah. in our family, but now hopefully uh, things are going better. So that's what I'm doing now. And I'm, I'm loving I miss everything about the Bay Area. I miss all my friends. I miss covering the great fans with being there with the fans. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love being here with my family.
3: And, and did you move there because of extended family?
0: No, um, my wife and I were going to retire in the state of Tennessee. I was going to retire once I hit 60 um, or 61, right around there. And we had decided we were going to retire in the state of Tennessee, but uh, we needed to kind of hit reset for our family. Yeah. Uh, we decided to do it two years sooner. We, we were okay. blessed to have the means to do it at the time. And we decided to pick up and move. And then at the t- aft- afterwards, my daughter chose to go to the University of Tennessee and she didn't want to go to the University of Tennessee, but she ended up loving it. So um, it was perfect. It, it worked out perfect for our family.
1: That's great. What, I mean, what city it, in Tennessee are you near?
0: What city are you near? I'm in I'm, Nashville, the major city. And then I'm in a suburb uh, called Franklin. So think of, if you're a Bay Area person, think of uh, maybe Danville to San Francisco, that type I'm of uh, stuff. Right. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, perfect. I, I, I've driven through it on my way across yeah. the country in, in oh. a, in a stuffy little Honda in 1991, but that's, that's, yep. that's a, that, that's, that could be a podcast in itself. Everything that I did on that, that particular. Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I don't know. I don't know how you can uh, retire. Cause I love work. I can sit and watch it for hours, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah I, uh, you know what? I, I do. I do miss work. I do greatly miss work. I, I, there are days when I say, I wish I was doing X, Y, or Z, whatever that was. But when I weigh it in the totality of life, yeah, you know what? I'd rather be here for my daughters. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, but I, I do. I, I loved my work. I, I loved going to work. I loved the preparation for the work. There's nothing I didn't like about it. So that decision to pull the plug was not easy and the first, I'll tell you for anyone's considering yes. retirement, have a plan because when I came here a year ago, there were a couple of dark days when I didn't I didn't know how to fill my day, and that's you can feel lonely as a human.
3: Yeah, you gotta know, you, you got, have, you
0: know got a purpose I mean? in life.
3: Yeah, it's like when yeah, my, you need a
0: purpose.
3: I mean, but I when I got out of college because I got my my bachelor's in accounting and master's in tax, so I started my own tax practice, and you know during tax season and all that, and you know, my dad died early of a heart attack as a mm-hmm. CPA, and so I yeah. said you know what. I don't want to have that kind of stress um and so when my son was was young i you know said you know what i i i mentally said i know if i stay at the office more i could probably make you know an extra hundred grand a year but it's like you know what it's not worth it i want to be there for my family and it's so much better Uh, because russell you're 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 home with your family a lot
1: right yeah yeah well as a you know computer consultant as well as being an attorney i a lot of work remotely anyway and then 2020 yeah. really pushed that you know up that yeah. people are, are doing more and more work remotely so you don't have to you know do the nine to five thing and, and and go into the office but soon my kids will you know they're i have twins that are age 12 they're gonna you know not want to hang around here all the time and then For you know sure. I'll, I'll no but you know more important <laughs> that i was there it's uh, more important but, i was there when they were younger
3: exactly yeah, they don't. I, I always uh, tell this story. It was kind of funny. Where when my son was 17 and he had his friends over and uh, he one time he uh, he said, OK, Dad, uh, my friends and I were going to go, you know, to the ice cream truck, whatever it was. Right. And uh, he comes up to me and gives me a nice big hug and kiss. He goes, I love you, Dad. And I and I so I, I kind of wow. teased him. I go, Christian, I go. Don't embarrass me like that in front of your friends. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got to kick out of it. Some of his friends, you know, but it, no, we have we have a really good. Relationship. In fact, it's interesting because he lives in uh, North Carolina, and he is a- actually the one who reaches out to say, "Hey, can we have a Zoom call this Sunday night?" You know, rather than always wow. the parents going to the kids to
1: do it. So it's, wow. you know, it's, it, yeah, it's, you it's a-
0: did it right, Edward. You
1: and and I have right. a question for oh, yeah. I have a question for Jim, and that is, yeah, would you would you consider going to a Sacramento Kings playoff game? This year. I mean, so many years you covered the Kings and they were just garbage on ice. And you know, <laughs> garbage on ice. Yeah, they well, they were
0: Yeah. I will tell you because here's and the the history of me with the Kings, it's twofold. My first stint with the Kings, I arrived in the 98-99 season. That was the lockout shortened 50 game season. And the Kings made the playoffs for the first, I think the second time in their existence. And then they had that brilliant run with Vlade Divac and Veja yep. Stoyakovic and Chris Webber and Mike Bibby. And I, all I did was see winning basketball. And then I left and I went to NBC and I was there doing shows for seven years. And then the Kings asked NBC to put me back on that beat. And I didn't really want to go back. But I eventually relented because the Kings really – I don't think it's fair to say they were begging me, but they were certainly um, asking me aggressively to come back to do their games. <laughs> That's and, nice. And yeah. And so I went back, and that's Russell when they were they they stunk on ice, man. They were hard to watch. They were a group of misfits. The the front office, the ownership was an embarrassment.
1: Front office was an embarrassment. They didn't John know what Salmon. they were doing. The one, I can I'll throw I'll throw yeah. the name John Salmons out at yeah. you. And and yeah. uh uh, uh, a lot of Demarcus Cousins, you know, when he couldn't, yep. he, he was a great player, but he couldn't mm-hmm. put together a good team yes. around him. And uh, nope. I, I, I lived in Sacramento from uh, 91, 90 to ninety eight, so I got to yep. see all of those teams just like you. And that's when I called you in at your show in at KHDK. I was in that 98 season. (laughs) And then, and then, um, uh, uh, you know, I've been a Warriors fan my whole life, but I want Sacramento to be better because you, I think, could agree with me. That's a good town with a lot of good fans. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what I was most
0: sad about for those years. The second time I came back, I'm trying to think when that that was it. Was right around the pandemic, just before the pandemic, through the pandemic, and then I I uh, retired. Um, it, they were so bad, and the fans there are so hopeful. They're so behind the team. They really love that organization, and they would they would lose seven in a row, and they would win a game, and they would go. They it's clicked. They found it. They're going to start their winning. They are yeah. so hopeful. And I just love them for that. And so I, could, I would never say a bad thing about the fans. They're the most wonderful thing. And that's really, Russell, what I root for. If the team is good, I want them to be good for the fan base because they have always – well, they've been great to me and my family, uh, so I could never root against the fans. But that organization, boy, they were – they had some bad eggs in that operation for a long – some of those bad eggs are still there. But they got to – I do think the basketball operations is better now. And I think that yeah. they will be a second-round playoff team next year in a West. You no, know, I,
3: I met I met one of the owners um, recently. Not recently. I'd say maybe a year or so ago at uh, at a business mm-hmm. thing. We were in Vegas, and uh, we were mm-hmm. it, was, it was a real estate thing. And he uh, just I see this guy with a Sacramento Kings jacket on, and I know he's not a player. And he, he just he was mm-hmm. like the owner's son or something. Uh, but it's funny. One time we made a, we, we were gonna we were, Gosh, this this is going back to the nineties. We were we were asked to make a loan to somebody and they wanted to put up their share of the ownership of the Sacramento Kings. And really? Yeah, they, they owned like you know two percent or something like that. And uh, and we wow. said, well, if you can get everyone else on board, and of course they couldn't, you know, because people are gonna go, right. why am I gonna be willing to put up my share for you to get a loan with these guys? You know, yeah. that just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Okay. Wow. Okay. Let's see wow, that's
0: something that's something. But boy, if you if you'd get two percent of the team, then uh, it's worth billions now. So well, it was just again, it was just
3: collateral. Right. I mean, they, they right. weren't selling it. They were just. Uh, hey, uh, before we get to our break, uh, yeah. Vince, Vince McMahon, his house gets raided. And uh, everyone's thinking it's because he happens to be friends with Trump because it seems like anybody who's associated with Trump gets their house raided. Uh, you know, again, yeah. I mean, even if you're the cleaning lady, probably.
0: I once, I once bet at the at the Trump Casino in Atlantic City. Uh, back in the uh, '90s, I placed a bet, and I think my house got raided recently. So I yeah. gotta look up. <laughs> go <ahead. laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, all
3: right. You guys ready for our last commercial break here? All right, here we go. Yes, and uh, I'll be very impressed, Russell, if you can get this one. Which running back set a record? for fumbling the ball 15 times in the same season. I was gonna say the same game, but that's impossible. Yeah. Same wow. season. And it's funny because when I was looking at this trivia question, one of the uh, answers, uh, they give you like multiple choice. One of them was Wendell Tyler. And I thought for sure it was him because- Oh man, right yeah, I remember you know, Wendell
1: remember Remember
3: him? He would fumble all the time, but it was not him. Uh,
0: Was it, wait, were you thinking of 49er Wendell Tyler or Ram Wendell Tyler? Uh, Both. (laughs) Okay.
3: okay. Yeah, both. But mostly for the 49ers. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He he just had fumble. And then David Craig was the big fumbler for the uh, Seahawks. I think he had little tiny hands.
1: And also, Ronaldo Ronaldo Nehemiah used to drop the ball a ton for the 49. (laughs) Do you guys remember Uh, him? Actually, you know, it's funny, Jerry Rice
3: did that in the beginning, too. Okay. So, uh, really quickly, again, running back. Set a record for fumbling the ball 15 times in the same season. All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Don't touch that
5: down. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. USA, your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now.
2: 800 437 8217. 800 437 8217. 800 437 8217. That's 800 437 8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you.
3: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Jim Cosimar and Russell Jackman. Third trivia question Which running back set a record for fumbling the ball 15 times in the same season? I'll give you a hint, but I'm not sure how much this is going to help. Played for the Cardinals.
0: And, I think, the Cardinals. A,
3: and I think it was the St. Louis Cardinals back then,
0: if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, was it there? Well, Otis Anderson played for the St. Louis Cardinals too, didn't he?
3: He did, but uh, but that's not the answer.
0: That's not the answer.
3: I'm trying. Um, Terry Metcalf. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Very thank good. You. I get you know what, uh, whether I gave you a no, hint or not. That one. I'm I'm impressed. All right, Jim Cosmer, Thank you so much for uh, joining us on Sports Econ One Hundred and One. And you ready for our thoughts for the day? These are these are the kind of things that that Russell lives for. Okay. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> Man, that. All right.
3: So you ready? So I hired a contractor and gave him a to-do list, and he only completed items one, three, and five. Tur- turns out he only does odd jobs
0: oh yeah uh, all right jim's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, he Jim saying
3: he goes i'm never gonna be coming on this show again okay and uh and i can't understand why my calculator stopped working it it just doesn't
1: add up all right you can't <laughs> count on it you can't count you can't on it on, oh. you, russell, you know what every time oh, i go with these like russell part
3: comes part part. up with an additional one that's good russell you, you do. I you, know. You're good. I'm going to make you come up with these on your own.
0: You, right. know. you could divide those two answers anytime and tell the joke to different audiences. Then.
1: There you go. <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> joke <laughs> helper. Very like good.
0: Hey, don't, don't, don't encourage me. All right. You can divide that <laughs> and tell that joke many times. Yes. Oh. Oh. So All right.
3: uh, i'm encourageable so don't do that okay yeah tune in next week to sports ecom 101 we'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective asking more sports trivia questions and of course coming up with more dad jokes thanks for listening on behalf of our team i'm your host edward brown we'll see you next week
1: adios Hold on.